Hello, everyone. Welcome to F- Movie Kill. I'm Nadira G. And I'm Shelly P. And this is the podcast where we play the popular party game, but with movies loosely tied by a similar theme. Our movies this week are No Reservations, Ratatouille, and Chef, with the theme being... All movies about cooking. Yes, all movies about chefs, about cooking. We're going to get into it. So, rankings? Oh, man. Right out the gate. I really love all these movies. So this was truly a pleasure as far as uh, an episode. But I would say that my immediate rankings were to uh, fuck Ratatouille, marry Chef, and kill No Reservations. This is the same way. Close. We always switch between fucking and Mary. I guess there's only three options. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we're also very similar, mm. um, just human beings in general. So mm. I'm going to fuck Chef, Mary Ratatouille, and Kill No Reservations. But I have a feeling that by the end of our discussion, I might have switched this around a bit. Sure, um, sure. Just because, I don't know, I find them all, they are all really pleasant. I really enjoyed yeah. all these movies. So a little background for people who don't know. Um, I don't know. We like food. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, call us crazy. Call us different. Call us crazy. But we really enjoy food. We yeah. are foodies, if you will. Yeah, there's also something to be said about food movies. Because I don't think everybody... I want to believe that everybody enjoys like the act of like watching food getting cooked, but I just think it's so beautifully done. So do I. Yeah, we're we're really into food content, both in real life and on the screen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we love these types of movies, and these three are two particular ones. Um, so which one should we talk about first? I don't know. Let's hard. start with uh, Chef. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's. I would say so. I don't know if I. I actually don't remember what phase of my life this was in. It was either college or high school, or maybe both. But there's definitely a longer than a year period where I would talk about Chef, the film, every day. It was college. Yeah. It was, oh, I think cool. it was okay. around, yeah. like... I checked because I was like, what year did this movie come out? And it was 2014, which is when I graduated. I think it was around, like, sophomore year. Yeah. Yep, yep, every single day. I talk about yeah. I like Chef. I remember. Such a, a cinematic masterpiece. The soundtrack was beautiful. The uh, cooking was beautiful. The relationship between the estranged young baby son and John Favreau was incredible. Um, and then they, you know, to my credit, after I graduated, they released a, The Chef Show on yeah. Netflix. And I watched the first season, have not watched any more, but they've been churning out seasons so fast. And I'm like, I think it's just because John Favreau likes this shit so yeah. much. I just realized that we forgot to do our 15-second review for Chef. Oh, man. Okay, okay, I can do it. Yeah, um, let's go back. Let's do it. All right. Um, John Favreau stars in this, you know, kitschy little film where he and his estranged son travel across the country with his friend. Uh, he's in a food truck making food he really likes because for a long time he was making food in a restaurant where people told him what to do and he got to be his own boss. And Cubanos and New Orleans was cool. Nice. But yeah, I, I think the movie was fun. I rewatched it the other day. Um, I do have, like, now that I'm, like, older and, like, rewatching it, I'm like, mm, certain aspects, I'm kind of like, okay, John Favreau. But everything else about it, it's just fun, feel good, everything's easy. The, like, tension is, like, Twitter. Like, it was just, like, really yeah. <laughs> funny in that regards. But yeah. Um, yeah, I really need to rewatch this movie because, I mean, I guess, just disclaimer, I've seen all of these movies, but I've seen all of them at least more than a year ago, and I haven't rewatched any of them within this past year. 
Chef, I really love, I'm a big Jon Favreau fan to a, a nerdy extent. Swingers is great. Iron Man, the whole Iron Man. The fact that he started the whole Iron Man, like, I don't know, legacy is to me just puts him in the upper echelon, but that's for a different episode. But yeah, I just, I love Jon Favreau. And I think that he really made a movie that is just so heartwarming in both like the actual plot of the movie, but also in aesthetic, because I feel like what everybody wants or at least what people like us want who really love food, who really love to travel, who really love culture, a part of what we want, you know, and maybe a past life is to just like get a food truck and drive around and make friends and like strengthen your relationships with the people you love the most and eat and make really damn good food. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I watched that movie, I was just kind of like the, the notion of this is beautiful. It's kind of like in high school, in high school when, annoying guys would be like oh yeah man I love Catcher in the Rye and like Jack Kerouac and I just want to be like on the road and go out west and you'd be like west where my guy and they'd be like I don't know just out west I feel like this is my version of that where it's like I just want to be on the road with my friends and make good food and eat good food and like bring joy to people and it's just really pretty and I love John Leguizamo so much. I think oh, he's, he's so a great fun. actor. I think he's so funny and he's so fun and people don't talk about him enough. And I also, I think this was the movie that made me fall in love with Bobby Cannavale. Oh yeah, the sous chef. That yeah, and he's, I don't know why I love him so I think he's just always funny, always great, always kind of gritty, you know, but still like uplifting and fun. Okay. But yeah, it's just good. I forget whose face I always kind of mistake him with, but I feel like if someone told me he was like, I think it's like Stanley. If you told me that Bobby Cannavale was Stanley, Stanley Tucci's son, I would be like, oh yeah. Maybe. I, okay. Stanley Tucci. We need to have a whole episode just about how much I love Stanley Tucci because so that sure. is something American else. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I guess the reason why I decided to fuck it and not marry it is just because I think it's less about what Chef isn't and more about what Ratatouille is why I decided to change it up there. Yeah, my initial reaction was to marry Chef, as you know, because I was such a diehard fan. Yeah. But, you know, re-watching the movie, I, I guess I'm just open to this changing because I was like, obviously it's a fun movie, but I just think in two hours, I'm like, not a lot happens aside from like this very minor tension turning into a really fun road trip. Like, I feel like yeah. it was all just a weird, easy plot just so John Favreau could get away with like learning how to cook and like getting like... Cool yeah. <laughs> eating cool food in different states just because I'm like everybody in your life is really good to you and you're really bad to everybody in your life like Sofia Vergara is like weirdly one-dimensional where I'm like how come she's so blindly in love with you you suck like and like oh my god and Scarlett Johansson I her in this movie and I think it has more to do with the writing than it does with her she's just so pointless yeah I was just kind of like what what was the point (laughs) just another woman in your life uplifting you like yeah where you do nothing for these women like i'm like why does sophia Vergara have so much money like who is she in this yeah and also robbie robert downey jr being in it for like five seconds and being like okay so he also is rich and i think he was her like ex-husband or something yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like so did she get the money it was it was so weird it was was all incredibly unclear but again like it was just like all just to you know get us to the point which is father, son, John Leguizamo in a food truck having a really fun time. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so I feel like actually watching it again, I'm like, it's fun. And I still enjoy the parts I enjoy. Like, it is feel good. And it's also, like, kind of like a, not like a period piece. But it's like, oh, like, that's what the world was like then. Like, food trucks were just getting on the map. Like, yeah. everyone was kind of like, this is so novel. And, like. People I didn't know how Twitter worked. Yeah, exactly. Like, old school Twitter stuff. And, like, they kind of had a similar to Ratatouille moment where it was, like, the harsh food critic was like, oh, this is great. This is really good. I want to yeah. open a restaurant with you. But, um, yeah, I, I think that watching it again, I'm like, it's a fun movie, but I wouldn't say the plot is as dynamic as I remembered it being. Yeah, I would agree, would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to play a game? Yeah, man, always. Okay, so I did a different game this time. Oh. It isn't, I don't think it ended up being the most successful. I'm just going to put that out there now, but, like, why okay. not? Yeah. So when I say successful... What I mean is, I think you're going to get it. Like, I don't think it's going to be difficult at all. Okay. But I want to start doing more different types of games. And so I had the idea of match the quote to the movie. Mm. So I've got three quotes. I'm going to read them all. I'll reread them as many times as you want me to. And you just have to match which quote goes to which movie. Okay. Okay. So the first quote is, I wish there was a cookbook for life, you know? Recipes telling us exactly what to do. Mm. The second quote is, I may not do everything great in my life, but I'm good at this. I manage to touch people's lives with what I do. And then the third quote is, the bitter truth we critics must face is that in the grand scheme of things, the average piece of junk is more meaningful than our criticism. Hmm. And you're saying these three came from the different, all three different movies? Yes. Okay, I might have to guess which one. Okay, well, I guess it's kind of unfair because I did watch Chef so recently, so I know for certain the second one is Chef, which yeah. is like cooking is... Can, you can repeat the quote again. Yeah, I may not do everything great in my life, but I'm good at this. I manage to touch people's eyes with what I do. Yeah, and so this quote comes after <laughs> they, uh, the son and him are like first in the food truck giving out free sandwiches to the workers that help them. And then um, I, just, I just remember this point being like weirdly intense where... The, he was like, all right, ready to serve up the sandwich? And he was like, oh, that sandwich is burnt. And the son's like, who cares? It's a free sandwich. And he was like, uh, get out here. And he like pulls him outside <laughs> and he's like, listen, I'm good at this. Like, I'm a bad father. I'm a bad husband. I'm a fucking bad person. I don't even do my taxes. Like, you know what I'm good at? Fucking cooking. So don't. Like, I touch people's lives. And the son was like, okay. And he's like, so should we have served that sandwich? And he was like, no, chef. And he's like, get back in <laughs> Well, I do have to say that... <laughs> Um, like going on, the rest of the quote is like, and I want to share this with you, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that he's, whole, like, like, I think, he's like, I, I think that you could, re- I really like this. I think you could really like this too. And I'm like, that is nothing. Like, no child would be like, oh, okay. Like, I'd be like, I want to cook on your stupid truck. But this kid was so starved for attention. Oh, it was really sad. Anyway, um, and then let me see, what was the first quote again? I wish there was a cookbook for life, you know, recipes telling us exactly what to do. Mm. And then the third one? The bitter truth we critics must face is that in the grand scheme of things, the average piece of junk is more meaningful than our criticism. I wonder if that last one's Ratatouille, because I don't remember in No Reservations there being a food critic. Um, so that's going to be, yeah, I think my third one is Ratatouille on that. And then the cookbook for life, that seems like something cheesy that would be said in a rom-com. So yeah, no you got it. You got that it. Was that was hard. I like yeah. that. I think it would have worked better if you hadn't recently seen Chef because I was mm-hmm. trying to, the critics, I was trying to get you on the critics. But yes, correct. Good job. 
So before we get into no reservations, I'll do the 15 second review. Okay. I don't even know how I'm going to do this. Okay. Catherine Zeta-Jones is a tough, take-no-shit chef who has to take care of her niece when her sister gets into a car accident and dies. And there's a sous chef that, I don't know, comes into a restaurant and they clash, but then they fall in love and I'm running out of time and so many other things happen. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. No reservations, I think, as like where where chef kind of has like this like lame plot. I feel like their, the no reservations plot is like, really pretty thorough like this like idea of like there's chefing but there's also like family and there's also um you know loss and like how to you know work through your own like issues and pride i think yeah yeah yeah. that movie says a lot about being a woman in the workplace actually which you know because at first i was like she is so extra why is she so tough why does she why is she like this and then i was like but that's how you have to be when you're a woman in a man's field you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like Shout out to her for being able to hold her own and command attention and respect from the her employees. And yeah, just, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that there are a lot of different elements to it. I could not remember distinctly if they did them all well, but I mean, the story was believable. I think it was also based off a 2001 German movie with a similar plot. And they like revamped it for America. So. I'll believe you. I have no idea if that's yeah. true or not, but that yeah, yeah, checks yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, Aaron Eckhart, I feel like I always feel kind of like, eh, about him as a romantic person. Because me too. Because I see him as Two-Face. Two-Face, me too. <laughs> That's what really clo- clearly shows our age. And like, our proclivity. Yeah, and how much I enjoyed the Dark Knight ride at Six <laughs> Flags. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he was fine. Like, the whole, like, oh, he's so charming and he likes opera. And I'm like, this is cute. Like, I see how he's, like, a lovable character. But also, I never, like, fully, and maybe they explained this and I don't remember, but I never fully got that he was, like, he could be a chef wherever he wants, but he wants to be a sous chef for Kate. And then yeah. he, like, just conveniently falls in love with Kate. And I'm like, mm, ah, maybe this was your intention from the start, Eric. I think, I think it, mm, yeah. I think he was, like, oh, she makes good food and she's she's like beautiful because Catherine Zeta Jones, first of all, first of all, Catherine Zeta Jones and Abigail Breslin are like two people that I think steal the show every time they're in something. Abigail Breslin, just like how we were talking about Lindsay Lohan is that bitch of remakes. Abigail Breslin is that bitch of like being the little girl who's inserted into your life at a really strange point, you know, in like the early to mid 2000s. Yeah, dude, totally typecasted. <laughs> Feel bad that she couldn't expand her roles at that time. I mean, besides Zombieland. Like, great. I'm just kind of like, but she's, she's great. She was a great child actress. She's still a great actress. But Catherine Zeta-Jones is just like that bitch. Like, she's beautiful. She can dance. She can sing. She's, she can be tough. She can be soft. She's just wonderful. Love her. And I think that his, I'm so positive that his real intentions were like, oh, she's a great chef, but also she's hot. So let me just. Yeah, on the eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's going through personal tragedy? It's my time to move. Yeah, what's up? I could talk to kids. Yeah, no, it was cute. I mean, again, I feel like. I love, especially movies in those time periods where it's, like, strong-headed woman who falls for, like, easygoing man, but, like, realizes that she herself has a lot to, like, learn and do. And I'm like, okay. Like, I'm sure this, like, played into, like, some type of, like, issue at the time, which is, like, women working. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But, yeah, I was really sad about the sister loss. And I was like, that's such a friggin' bummer. Like, the way that they handled it so, like, you know, there's nothing more to do about it. I'm like, this is really, really sad. 
there's such a big tragedy and you never have any other member of the family being like, hey, what's up? Are you guys okay? So you know what that movie could have used? Stanley Tucci, just to circle it back. It could have used Stanley Tucci as like, I don't know, a family friend who's like, yeah. hey, girl, are you okay? Right, like a fun <laughs> older uncle that's like, yes. Oh, no, no, I can't. And that's also like, you love him. And I guess that's what they were trying to do with the therapist, which, by the way, I do, I did love the therapist, um, Catherine Zeta-Jones, like, relationship. I thought that was really funny and cute. But that movie really could have used Stanley Tucci. Most movies can use Stanley Tucci. Yeah, and it was a nice contrast to Chef where, like, I feel like No Reservations, the head or, like, whoever ran the restaurant really cared about the main character. Yes. And and Chef, it was, like, this whole beef where I was like, you can't agree with me and I can't agree with you. So I guess it just shows that there are many dynamic relationships between (laughs) restaurant owners and their chefs. Yeah, and I think in that case, the restaurant owner was also a woman, no? Yes, she yeah. was. She, she was the one that put her on therapy. And therapy, stuff. that's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah when like, she's... Super advanced for I sure. love that part where she's like, you hired an Ita- a, a sous chef from an Italian restaurant and I'm the one in therapy. And I'm like, do those things correlate? Like, is that... I love it. I love that how that works. What does that mean? I don't know. Um, I do have to say that I really... I have a soft spot for movies that have men becoming fathers to children through like non-biological circumstances or whatever i don't know why i find that so endearing but i do i cry when every time you see those videos on facebook where it's like i asked my dad to adopt me for my birthday yes dad like cries reading it i'm always like (laughs) yeah i i love that stuff and also all those little moments where he like makes her the spaghetti and she finally eats something or when he carries her to bed when she's sleeping and i'm like these are so sweet never let him go Right. Um, Random stranger decided to be that. There was a Humans of New York story about that that made me cry so much. The Humans mm-hmm. of New York stories have been popping off. And they movies. have been popping off. But yeah, it's it's good. Uh, the reason why I killed it, I think it's just because it is like a little cheesy. I probably won't watch it again. I watched it once. You know, I feel like that is an- enough for me. Um, I feel like I remember the pacing being slow where I was just kind of like, Okay. Yeah, I think I think it was fine with the pacing, but I also think that a lot of parts of that movie are not memorable. Like I don't remember what the tension was. What was the main because you know how in every rom com it's like they fall in love, but then something happens and then one of them's like, I would never love you and then they have to win the person back. Like what was the the tension was I think at one point the they wanted to make Aaron the head chef and like be like by Kate and then Kate realized and she was like, This was all planned to knock me off my throne and he was like no right and he was like yeah. i had no idea about that yeah it's just yeah. kind of like okay i guess that's the tension like i feel like yeah. the tension could have made a bit more sense but um because i feel like it just painted her as a bit irrational then if that's like what yeah. it was and yeah exactly like he was like the full flesh character and she yeah. was like this like needed to learn from him kind of yeah um so yeah so i i kill it but it is a it is a lovely movie and it i mean it's cheesy but it's fun and it's heartwarming and it's light and it's well it's not that there wasn't as much cooking as i wanted there to be yeah i think it was more about love in the workplace than it and the workplace just happened to be a like kitchen than it was about cooking which that's interesting yeah like if you translated this movie to just being like at a corporate office like it would probably it would still work yeah it would be the same exact thing do you you have yeah man i got my reviews which which uh which movie does this crappy review belong to? I'm ready. Uh, there are there are two actually. Ooh. All right. All right. So, 
The review says, I'm a foodie and love to cook too. The only reason I rented this film were one, I am a foodie and love to cook. Two, oh, two <laughs> is the next number, sorry. <laughs> um, I read great reviews of this film, but boy, was it disappointing. It's more dull than chewing on cardboard. The screenplay was juvenile at best, and anyway, it's a badly concocted mash of goo. <laughs> I, okay, let me think about this. For some reason, I don't think it's ratatouille because it's just, it's marketed as a children's movie, so I feel like someone would sort of be expecting. It, like, they wouldn't be that surprised if it was, like, kind of... Juvenile? Juvenile, <laughs> right. Like, um, I don't want to say it's no reservations either, kind of for the same reasons, because it's, like, a cheesy rom-com. So if someone was like, I expected high-class French cinema from this, I'd be like, what is your problem? Um, so I want I want to say that it's Chef. Is it Chef? It is Chef. About yeah. The other review on the, just right above it says... Awful movie, unless you like a lot of yelling and scenes of vegetables being chopped. And I'm like, I guess that's... <laughs> I think that's I think actually that kind of accurate. Except I guess I like yelling and vegetables being chopped. Right, I'm like, that's what cooking is. <laughs> I was like, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't agree. I think it's a great movie. I don't think... Th- I mean, I think the script was juvenile, but in the way that, like, A24 scripts are juvenile and they're kind of about nothing happening, but they're still, like beautiful movies i don't know oh. movies don't always have to be doing the most sometimes yeah. they can do the minimum and they can just be fun and a good wholesome family time yeah but that's that was good though i i really had to i really had to think about that one a badly concocted mash of goo <laughs> <laughs> um okay let's get into the crowned jewel of yeah ratatouille is i think a funny way to say absolutely um oh uh-huh do, do you is that what you so i said it and i was just curious what your feedback is on that um i think my feedback is in context clues i would get it but without it sounds like i just misheard you over this zoom chat <laughs> ratatouille um anyway yeah ratatouille is a good movie i feel like so the joke is i joked about this movie for years I would always joke out and I would call the rat Ratatouille and people would get mad and I would just, you know, yep. whatever I wanted about this movie. And then I think I finally watched it, um, God, maybe my like senior year of college. Wait, so you're telling me after all those jokes you made all throughout college, you hadn't even seen the movie? Yeah, that's part of the joke. Jesus Christ. Okay, continue. Yeah, I think about it all the time. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, this is beautiful. That <laughs> 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 was a pretty good movie. <laughs> I liked it. I thought, um... I thought oh, it, was, uh, it was novel. I was like, this is a cool idea. Um, and then, <laughs> but, but I cannot uh, get past the fact that rats are disgusting. And yeah. the scene that had a lot of them made me want to puke. I was like, this is just like, I remember the opening scene where, um, you know, they have to flee the house and like droves of rats run out. I was nauseous watching. I was like, this is disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's tough dissociating from that for this movie yeah 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 rats are gross but uh yeah i mean i enjoyed it i feel like it's like classic like similar to b movie where like this is clearly wrong but like you're convinced to like it and so when there's like a health inspector being like this is crazy and the rats are like let's lock him up and i'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) in real life i'd be like this is terrifying (laughs) there's nothing wrong with health inspector not wanting rats here like whatever I have a small confession to make, and that is that I've never seen the B movie. That's okay, me neither. 
Okay, good. All right, great. So it's ours. It's our small secret to share. No one is allowed to shame us. I think I think you're not expected to watch B movie. It's not that great. <laughs> I don't know. So many people they make jokes about B movie, and I'm just I look at them like a deer in headlights, and I'm like, uh huh. And they're yeah, like, we as a society let B movie happen. I guess I <laughs> we as a society let a lot of shit happen. Yeah, like the whole thing with B movie is like, well, I mean, that's not the whole thing, but one aspect is this woman falls in love with a bee, the bee and, yeah. and then the like adult male character who's like supposed to be the villain is like, ew, and then the everyone's like, you're a monster for thinking that like anyone can be in love, and I'm like, it's a bee, like, <laughs> not a villain. Okay, just <laughs> to circle back my stance on Gaston too where I'm like Gaston's a lot of things he was not wild for wanting to kill the beast like come on oh I think he was because I don't think he wanted to kill the beast to protect the town I think he wanted to kill the beast because Belle he knew that Belle was like kind of into him but that's a problem like if I knew I don't was into someone that looked like the beast I'd be like we need to go. Like you have stock. No, no, but that's the thing is like he wasn't her girlfriend. Like he was trying to own her. You know what I mean? Like it, it was yeah. a very different like I feel like if he was like, We need to kill the beast to save this town, I'd be like, All right, guess on, let's do it, even though you're a jackass. I, but I he think that history is written by the victors and who's to say that it was the beast creating that narrative? Oh, I think the whole narrative of that movie, a movie that I love very dearly, but the whole narrative of that movie is basically like a man can be trash and you can fix him, which is not yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. But anyway, um, Ratatouille. Yes. Marrying it just because it is beautiful, both looking and in sentiment. Pixar does such a good job at making just your heart swell. I think mm-hmm. it's just something they do with like 100% success and accuracy. And that movie is just so beautiful, so heartwarming. I watched it so many times because it was one of those movies that in high school Spanish class, they would put on in Spanish with the English subtitles to be like, we're learning Spanish, you know? You know it's a movie about France? <laughs> France. Yeah, it was I like, it's it. a movie about Paris, but okay. Um, so I watched it so many times because of that. And I just really got to love it. I, I think that whoever wrote that script is sort of a genius because it really does walk that line between like let's be real we don't like rats the last thing you would want to see if you're in a a restaurant or a place of eating is a rat that is like the last thing you want to see and so the fact that for most people who are maybe not you (laughs) that the movie can like endear itself I don't even know if that's how you can use that word but if the movie can endear itself to you like on the basis of rats being like sweet and kind and like you end up rooting for them in a place of food where you would in real life never want that to be a thing I think it's just so smart and so hard to do like it really walks that line between being like no like this is beautiful and but at the end of the day you're like mm, but that was a rat like this right right right. anyone can but <laughs> but yeah, when they open the rat infested restaurant at the end i'm like yeah i'm like this is kind of gross and i wouldn't eat there but this is also kind of beautiful yeah like i'm happy for la ratatouille but like <laughs> yeah no i just i just agree like i think it's a big feat they end up pulling it off and it's really smart of whoever wrote that to think of well let me try and make the thing that you would least want to see in a restaurant be the thing you would most want to see in a restaurant yeah, and um, it's beautiful. And that sequence where Anton Ego or whatever his name is, where he goes into the restaurant and he has the ratatouille, oh, and, and he, he goes back. like, yeah, and he flashes back to his childhood. And it is one of the most beautiful sequences that Pixar has ever made. It is 
so heartwarming and touching and also visually stunning. And it's so amazing and it's so good. And I just think that the movie has so many wonderful moments like that. I love Linguini. I love that he's a bumbling buffoon. I love his relationship with Cosette or Colette or whatever her name was. I think Cosette is the girl from Les Mis. I'm confusing my French here. But, yeah, um, Colette. Yeah, and it's, it's just, it has a lot of interesting, fun characters. And I also love the sort of dig at Americanization that like the whole, the whole issue with everything was the guy who was running the restaurant who was Gaston's sous chef was now like Americanizing his, his brand and his image by like having him make corn dogs and like tacos yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. And I love them being like, we don't want any of that shit here. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Unacceptable. Frozen food couldn't be us. Um, but particularly like frozen corn dogs, American yeah. food couldn't be us. No, no. But yeah, I, I just think it's heartwarming and beautiful. And I don't know that there's much more to say other than it just makes you feel good. Again, I feel like it's always one of those things where I don't find myself liking a character and then I'm always confused how they like end up with a happy ending. Like I didn't really like Linguini and I didn't like when he was mean to Remy. And I was like, mm, you're nothing without a rat. Like you <laughs> suck. And when he got like- Loved a- him. Yeah. When he got all arrogant about it and was like, I don't need a rat to cook. And I'm like, what made you think that that's true? Like, <laughs> this kid is literally pulling your hair. Like, you are nothing. I love him, though, because he's, it's just, it's true. Like, it's how, first of all, let's not pull any punches and pretend, like, being a chef is is a profession that is void of ego. Like, it is all ego. That is probably why the critic's name is Anton Ego. Like, that is the Mm -hmm. point of a chef, is to be like, my food is great, even though that's an incredibly subjective thing. Right, right, right. Um, And I I think that it's true that he's... I mean, imagine that you're young, you're being forced into this profession, but then you find out that you can have some success in it. The girl that you have been pining after for forever is finally starting to like you. You find out that you're the illegitimate son of a very popular, if not the most popular chef from France. And you feel like it is your obligation and your duty. And you're just like caught up in your feelings. Like that's, I feel like that it's just really accurate. And I like the fact that he's like a clumsy idiot who sort of had to find his way and to find gratitude in other people like I think that that the place that it ended made the journey all that more Mm. like when he defends Remy Mm. yeah and like and also the fact that his name is Linguini which is like Italian I'm pretty sure like yeah yeah. I was like yeah yeah Gusto is definitely your father (laughs) and I just really I don't know I really love him the movie's just great it's wonderful it makes me want to eat ratatouille which i had for the first time like a month ago what was your review it was great my grandma made it i was like oh this is ratatouille it's just vegetables and like a tomato sauce yeah but it was quite yummy with like food on, i don't cheese on top if you want like yeah. anyone can cook in the words of ratatouille um yeah and it's all the scenes of paris at night beautiful even though i kind of think paris is overrated but yeah yeah, movies about Paris are always beautiful, though. They're yeah. Uh, I know. I was like, yeah, good thing that there's no smell of vision on this movie because this rat probably smells gross. Like, <laughs> all these rats. But and then, oh my God, that nightmare scene where, like, they're all mad. So they, like, trash the kitchen. I'm like, this is horrible. Disgusting. Yeah. Not, uh, disgusting. I was like, not acceptable. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Rats are still cute, I guess. And, oh my God. The scene where he, like, opens the. I think it's a part of the same scene that you're talking about, maybe. 
but he invites the whole family to like take food from the restaurant because he's mad because Linguini was like, I don't yeah, know, yeah. an ass to him. And the scene where Linguini opens the um, the food pantry and he turns on the the lights off, but it's like all their eyes are just. Show- I'm like, oh no. This is not. Yeah, there are enough reminders that you're like, oh, these are indeed rats. Rats. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh, true. The scene where uh, Remy is teaching Linguini how to cook by using him as a marionette and pulling on his hair is iconic. Like people Mm -hmm. need to be making jokes about that on Vine and TikTok and Twitter and stuff. Like it is. Yeah, it is very of the time. It is very like classic to our generation. It's Mm. no, it's good. It's a lot of a lot of good Ratatouille references that have little to do with the actual like quotes yeah like so much of it has to do like the plot and like the idea of Ratatouille and I think it is in my top three favorite Pixar films okay sure 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 it's beautiful yeah so now that we've gone through all these movies do you feel as though your rankings have changed um I don't think that they've actually changed changed but I find Chef and Ratatouille to be much closer to each other than before as in like Ratatouille to be closer towards um, F status instead of Mary status and chef to be closer towards Mary status instead of F status. But mm-hmm. I feel like if I had to choose, I would still keep them as chef, Mary Ratatouille and kill no reservations. But I think that chef and Ratatouille are more on an equal platform to me after hearing like both of our upsides and downsides to both of them. Yeah. I feel like talking about all this made me realize that something that is maybe childish of me is I hate when there's like tension that's avoidable in any film like Mm. I don't like it's like it's like when you watch like a rom-com and like the guy asks the girl out on a dare and you know it's only a matter of time before she finds out it was a dare yeah and and you're just like I didn't want any of this to happen (laughs) it was so hard for her to fall in love I'm always the person that would just prefer that there's no tension in a movie and so I feel like Chef was very much that where it was like the main tension is someone wrote a mean tweet about you but like money's still not an obstacle you have an incredible support system and you're still a really good cook like none of that changed and so I would say that for those maybe childish reasons Chef is still my Mary just because I'm like love a good movie where nothing really bad happens and you just have a fun time for my uh i guess i uh you know maybe maybe no reservations i'll switch it i'll I'll kill ratatouille as i love it but really recalling those rat scenes were uh (laughs) i would not want any glimpse of that Yeah. yeah it's you know that's really surprising to me because this whole time like before we started it I thought you loved this movie like I thought you loved this movie as much as you love chef because you kept talking about it oh I just think phonetically ratatouille is funny that's yeah I get now that it's a joke but I feel like at the time I was just like oh this girl just loves this movie like she just keeps yeah talking. people think about that a lot they're like wow shall I, like, like they'll send me like ratatouille memes. because then you also dressed up as ratatouille for Halloween like this that's is like true. not that's funny okay so the point of that was funny because i had enough to like throw together a mouse costume and fiona our friend had enough to throw get together a chef costume so i was like wouldn't it be funny if i show up and everyone's like you're just a mouse and then fiona enters the scene and i'm like little did you all know i was an acclaimed chef never judge a book by its cover anyone can kook and um, (laughs) i just feel like that joke was lost and everyone took the way the takeaway was that i just really like ratatouille but what i really like is a really good setup okay okay that makes so much more sense now yeah yeah i like that it's varied now though i feel like because we're always saying kill different like or marry but i like that we have got some variation to it that's our 
our talk about chef movies, which I quite yeah, enjoy. Yeah, there are plenty that did not make it into our rankings that are still good movies, like Julie and Julia. And yeah, that's a great one. Heat, I haven't seen that, but um, heard it's good. Can I, can I think of one more chef movie? Um, must, there must be. Yeah, it, it, is, it is slipping my mind. Um, the Little Mermaid. For the chef that goes, les poissons, les poissons. He, 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 yeah, <laughs> iconic, iconic movie for culinary, uh, you know, cuisine. And, uh, yeah, no, um, no, that's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. Okay. So, um, my love, do you have any FMs or Ks for the past two weeks? Oh, man, the past two weeks. I can oh, go first if you, yeah, please. I, think I have tons. So, I have. Two small quick things and then one Oh, wait, thing. sorry. Princess and the Frog, a movie about chefing to some extent. You're right. To a very minimal extent for what it ends up being. Yes. Because they are frogs. The Different story. Let me not get yeah. into it. And then there's also the 100-foot journey, the 100-day journey. Uh, yeah, mostly Martha is the 2001 movie about... Uh, Martha Stewart? Martha relies on her culinary skills. No, this is a No Reservations original plot. Or the old movie was based off. She lives oh. in her work and presides with obsessive care over her spotless precise kitchen. When a faceful accident leaves Lena and eight, her eight-year-old niece in her care, her orderly life comes to undone. The owner is consequently forced to bring in help. Martha and the new charming and carefree Italian chef are instantly at odds. But this is like a real Italian dude. It's like the same. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, they yeah. basically meet. Like, they didn't change much of that at all. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. What is your... Yes. So I have a few things, two quick things for the week, and then one that I'm going to expand further upon that's actually topical. Um, so my two quick things that are Mary's are Netflix has recently rolled out a lot of really good content, and two of them are very diverse. So there's the show Never Have I Ever, which watched is... It. I, it. I watched it all in one night because I was like, this is really good and I need to know how it ends. Mm-hmm. So I would highly recommend that show is great, lovely, almost brought a tear to my eye. Actually, I think it did bring a tear to my eye. And um, it's just, I just really love it. And then the other movie um, is the movie The Half of It, which is really oh, yes, good. It's, um, it's about an Asian girl i believe she's chinese and she grows up in like i don't know some random rural town that i think is near washington she basically is is struggling with her sexuality and coming to terms with who she is and it's it's a really beautiful story like i it's so good so those are the two quick things and then the one longer thing that i want to talk about is john krasinski's some good news so yes yes For those who don't know, John Krasinski of The Office fame, he was Jim in The Office, um, and he's been in a lot of other things, but that's what he's most famous for. He started doing this show called Some Good News, where it's a talk show um, on YouTube. Each episode is maybe about 15 minutes long, where he only tells you good news. When I first saw it, I was kind of disappointed that the good news was still all related to coronavirus, but at the end of the day, it's like, what can you do? There's not much else going on. Um, but it's so heartwarming. It makes me like teary and emotional every single I time. Cry every episode. I, every single time I watch it, I'm almost crying. Like my eyes are welling up with tears. And it's so beautiful. And he's really good at it. He's like such a good talk show anchor host. 
And so the sort of premise of it is what he does is he goes through each episode, he'll go through um, montages of good news that people have sent him through different social media channels. But what he does is he usually focuses on one topic and most recently his topic was cooking. And so he was really inspired by all the people who have been cooking more and posting their home recipes since they've been in quarantine. And so he asked people who have like home recipes to send them to him. And then he like did a video chat with them and he was like, you know, I loved your recipe, but since I can't cook, I had a friend like do your recipe for you. And he had famous chefs make their recipes. David Chang was like, no joke. My wife said that this is the best thing that she's eaten in like the past few years. And it's cool to, for Guy Fieri to be like, we're going to do this, but Triple D style, you know? Yeah, like, and, and Martha Stewart to be like, oh, we're both Polish. And so let me, you know, like make your right. pierogi. Like, Stanley Tucci just... was like, I'm just going to drink this. And then, oh my God, I forgot like to bring it back to Stanley Tucci. Oh, which by the way, if you haven't seen that video of him making like cocktails at home you need to go look it up right now because it is everything you ever want in life anyway so it's just it was just really beautiful and really fun and it's just really cool that he's doing the show that he's leveraging his contacts to do something cool and one of my other small favorite things about it before I shut up is that you'll notice that after every episode behind him on his um bookshelf he puts something related to the past episode on there. So it's kind of like the NPR tiny desks where like, you know, someone can like leave something on the desk and now the whole desk and area is like full of really cool tchotchkes. Mm -hmm. So he has like an office mug that says Dunder Mifflin from the first one. And he has um, a Hamilton, I think record from the second one. And he has a Boston Red Sox cat from the most previous one. And so like, if you look, it's just like slowly filling with things that have to do with, the episodes he's made and it's just a really cool like hidden easter egg thing that i noticed when i was watching Ooh, the last episode i'll have to pay attention to the next one um so yeah so i'm excited to see if like anything if he has like a toke <laughs> um, but yeah so that's those are my all of my marys for the week for the episode what about you uh i would say that maybe my mary is uh the savage remix with beyonce oh girl it was so oh. good it was it was mm. like Thank you for doing a remix justice. Like it wasn't just like a sloppily added verse. It was just like completely remixing the song. It was fun. And I feel like this has become a kind of recurring trend for Beyonce to be like, I'll get in on your song and then take all the money and donate it. Cause that's what happened with Mi Gente. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. So this is just like a thing you do now. <laughs> like you just bring your magic to a song and then suddenly like it's a charity event. Like it's so crazy. You're so powerful. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was really fun. I think the internet's reaction to it was really cool. It's so, like, everyone just like needed a so win. Good. So good. I so for those who don't know, um, if you can't tell, Shali and I went to college together, and um, mm-hmm. I while her brand was maybe or maybe not liking the movie Ratatouille. <laughs> No, I'm yeah. kidding. That was not yeah, all your brand yeah. was. But. There are things I really liked and everyone <laughs> weirdly knew about it. Um, but if her brand was like foodie and into, you know, like food content, my brand was 100% totally in love with Beyonce. And it is still my brand and it is very much true. And it just made my spirit soar to see. It was so, I've listened to it on repeat after that remix dropped for legit an hour. Yeah, it's an objectively great song. 
I'm sorry. Okay, continue. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I, that's, uh, it was great. That's what I was saying. Um, do I have anything else? Oh, man, I had a kill in that the other day. I just, last night, I just, you know, read an article because I saw the phrase murder hornet. And it was just, don't look it up. Basically, oh, okay. Basically, it was just like some news. And it was like so funny seeing all the articles reporting it because like everybody's tone was like, you're f-ing kidding me. But basically like some type of like invasive species of hornet has landed in Washington and like North America. And they're like, this could destroy beehives in hours, like completely disrupt our system. These hornets can kill people. Like they have longer stingers and they can sting multiple times. And it was just like, again, like again, the hilarity of like all the articles being like, yup, and just when you thought things couldn't get worse, murder hornets are here. <laughs> and I'm just like, come on. And so I like wrote in like one of the group chats with my uh, girlfriends and I was like, can someone just give me some good news? And someone wrote back and they were like, well, the Hubble telescope is celebrating its 30th anniversary. And I was like, oh, okay. And the sand dunes in uh, some place has recovered. Uh, the Canary Islands are healthy again. Oh, and the largest hole in the ozone layer is closed. So these are all Mary's. But um, yeah. No, that's, that's real. I... Around the first, the very first week of quarantine for for most people, not for everyone, um, there was a post that went around that I reposted that was 10 things happening in the news right now that have nothing to do with quarantine or coronavirus. And ever since then, I've been looking on that same uh, page, that same Instagram page for another post like that, and they just haven't made one. But it was so good it was so it was like harvey weinstein finally sent to jail for all of his crimes and then it was like you know like it was just like a whole bunch of good it wasn't all good news but it was mostly good news and the beauty of it was that nothing had to do with the coronavirus and i've just been sort of hungry for news that is just as important but has nothing to do with the coronavirus and it's it's been I mean, it's crazy. Did you see that one post that was like, so the FBI just basically confirmed that she was like, this is how crazy this time has been. The FBI just basically confirmed that UFOs exist and nobody fucking cares. <laughs> no, like, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's less uh, confirming because that information has actually already been out there, but it's more than being like, no, this isn't a hoax. It was real. You know, like it was like, oh yeah. But it's like pictures of unidentified Wait, I thought it was a really funny tweet that was like, why is it called an unidentified flying object? I know what that is. It's a UFO. <laughs> it's like, no fact. Like, that's a UFO. Like, that's what it looks like. Like, I can tell a UFO in the sky. <laughs> so, yeah. That's it's so Unidentified. An identified flying object. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Um, shout out to my girl, Xenon. Yeah, anyway, I I that. that's crazy. Yeah, so it was a really funny tweet. It was like, this is how yeah. crazy this time has been. Oh, also um, another Mary is Avatar The Last Airbender is coming to Netflix on May 15th. Oh, so I am I, so ready. That's my graduation present to myself. I'm ready to risk my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know in what way. But yeah, 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 but uh, yeah, you should enjoy it when it comes out, but sure. <laughs> Sorry, I love the like sort of late catch. I'm like, oh, don't do that. Um, all right, thanks, people. I hope that you check out any of the Marys that we've said for the week. I mean, they will really just make your day the way they made ours. I think they're all top notch suggestions. Yeah. Okay. And I'm I'm yeah, on. and I'm sort of tired of doing the whole stay strong. We can do this, blah blah blah, because we all know what it is. 
Um, yeah, but, and you know, more or less, we will get through it because there's no other way around it. So. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. Um, thanks to all of our friends who I feel like with every Instagram post I have, they're like, oh, you have a podcast? I'm like, I've been posting about this three times now, but I'll keep doing it because it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. working. Eventually people will know. Yeah, slowly but surely. Um, but yeah, if you could give us some feedback, rate it, like it, share it, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, we love you all. You're the best. Unless you're like a serial killer or something, then ew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah yuck. Um, but yeah, thanks guys. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye.